Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey, everybody. It's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino. And I have brought back one of my guests because, of course, we ran out of time and we didn't even get to talk about horses. And today we want to talk about horses. Um, I'm sure horse lovers will hate me if I go because they're big dogs. But I really do feel like they're big dogs. That's what's the only reason that's kept me from getting horses because they scare the heck out of me. Um, I gotta, I gotta do feel like I have to, you know, taking my Doberman to a vet is easy. What the hell do I do with a 300 pound animal? So anyway, hello, Dr. Sarah Urban. Thank you for joining me again on it's a dog's life. How you doing? Hey, doing okay. It's freezing up here in Pennsylvania. We, we are having like 40 mile per hour wind gusts. So Good excuse for me to come down to Florida soon. Oh, yes, you should. It's actually really cold today, but it's already warming up and it's beautiful. So, um, yeah, we went from like 75 to today, I think is like 65. It was like a crazy little cold snap, which oh, that's all that happens between January and February. Yeah. Are there iguanas falling out of the trees? Or Not no? yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining flamingos. <laughs> um. So horses. Yes. So like when the weather gets cold, these are the things that go through my head. When the weather gets cold, do horses like are lay like people where all of a sudden they're like, ah, weather's going to change. My joints are hurting and getting creaky. I I feel like they do. They, they definitely do. Um, We, we see numerous things go on with weather changes with it dropping with horses. So definitely if they have arthritis, I, I find it can flare up. Um, any kind of joint, you know, issue. Um, a lot of times, unfortunately, these horses are, are in their stalls all day. So unlike our dogs who can get up and move around, they're in a warmer environment. They're kind of, they possibly could be stuck in a 12 by 12 stall and not move around to keep their joints, you know, loose and uh, keeping that mobility. So it, it does become an issue. And there's a host of other things, you know, colic is a big thing with, with the weather changing, Um, but I mean, they, they do keep warm. They, you know, they are organized and put together so we don't have to worry about bundling them up too much. Um, but yeah, with the cold, it's, it's one of the concerns. Usually I'm getting more calls for, for chiropractic or acupuncture for them in the winter. Right. I just feel like the way horses are built, what they go through, I feel like there's a lot more anxiety. Um, I, a horse's anxiety scares me more than a dog's anxiety, especially if you're riding that horse um, mm. or, you know, you're, you're working with the horse. I, am I right by saying that? I mean, I think, I feel like a horse, a scared horse can cause a lot more damage <laughs> than a scared dog can. It, they, they, they can. And I think it's one of those things, if, if you're a very in tune dog owner, you can start reading body language. Right. So horses, if you know your personal horse or maybe some of the other horses that you're working with, you start reading that body language. They tense up just like dogs do. They, they can have, they'll start looking at things, snorting, 
um, you can just feel their whole energy can can change um, when it comes to anxiety. But I mean, they definitely can explode, you know, just like a dog can all of a sudden spin around and you're like, what are you doing? The horses can do that too. Um, and horses are more of a, a, you know, a prey animal. So they're, they can be more flighty over things that a dog wouldn't necessarily get rattled by. Wow. And what about PTSD? Because I feel like dogs kind of get over stuff, but horses don't get over stuff. And I mean, a full spectrum hemp extract CBD is amazing for that. So I feel like it would really help horses with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we, we see it, you know, I, where I live in Pennsylvania is, is close to a lot of, um, you know, horse sales that are going to be going to slaughter for, for whatever reason. And, um, so we, we see a lot of horses dumped with issues, either abuse, neglect, um, you know, some other horrific type things. So that's where it's definitely going to be nice in this area you know, I even think a lot of the rescues, if they can utilize some CBD oil, you know, while they're trying to retrain and, and getting the, you know, the new neuron synapses to start happening in the brain and in the nervous system, if they can be in a calm, relaxed state, then we can kind of retrain them. Um, you know, so I always talk to owners, you know, people can be so quick. They want drugs for their dogs and anxiety. You know, it's a little bit harder to do with horses because they, become unsafe. Right. Um, but if we can utilize the CBD, get that on board, that allows for correct new behaviors. You know, we kind of talk about the brain can reform these, these new connections that are good. So right. neuroplasticity. So that's what I love. I do too. And, and that's what, you know, kept me from launching a horse product right from the beginning is that, um, understanding their anxiety and stress, understanding that when they do become calm, what does that mean? Does it work the same as, and it does, and it does beautifully. And, you know, the people that were willing to try it on their uh, horses that they couldn't ride because they get so spooked over every little thing that we're willing to try it and keep finding because as, as just like dogs, you got to find the dose. You got to yep. find what dose because every animal, no matter what it is, has its own dose and you've got to figure that out. So, you know, them figuring it out as they get up on that horse and ride it through, you know, the scary part and, yep. and, and it works and it works well. And it's not because it's a, a full spectrum hemp extract and it only has that 0.3% THC. It, doesn't make them psychoactive. It just calms them down. And, you know, it's, I, I really believe in that over time, you know, just like you said, those synapses, you go, you ride the horse and you ride them again and again and again. And that fear is gone because you've conquered it. You've conquered it with the help of CBD and, you know, by riding the horse, you know, the other interesting thing is that, you know, one of the ways that animals make their own endocannabinoids is a lot by running and playing and being outside. So a horse that's kept in a stall, you know, we talk about dogs not getting enough exercise. I'm sure horses being anxious and locked up and not getting enough exercise and therefore not, you know, producing their own endocannabinoids. Again, they're such mm -hmm. good candidates for it. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, 
we see a little bit in the dog world, but I feel like in the horse world uh, with the horse showing um, that we see they're traveling the country, they're going from show to show. And we, we forget that this is more of a, you know, a herd animal and they're, they're prey. So trying to treat them as a wind up toy, they can, they can withstand the stresses for a little while, but then the system's going to start breaking down. And then we're going to have to be doing joint injections or we're dealing with colics or we're having to dope them. And, and these are the horses, unfortunately, we start seeing being in the throwaway society. Um, if you look at like over in Europe, how they train, they're not getting on or touching these horses till five or six. Wow. They're out in the field. They get to be horses. They're long, some of their longevity is longer. These horses are living outside, but they're Grand Prix show jumpers or they're dressage riders. Um, there's such a push to, to get these horses to mature and perform at a really high level. Um, I talk to a lot of my clients, just simple things, feed your horses on the ground. You know, horses aren't meant to be fed up. That's a, that's a fight and flight. You're, you're initiating, you're not going to be eating a hamburger or eating grain running away from a predator. So right. up here is fight and flight, feed your horses on the ground. And then it's a perfect, you mix in the CBD oil with that. Um, open stall gates, get rid of the sliding back and forth stall gates, get grills. So they don't have to keep lifting their head up and down when they're eating. And that's just going to stimulate that rest and digest. But so simple things we can do that cost barely anything. We can really help these guys' lives out. And you mentioned um, putting the CBD in the feed instead of putting it directly in the mouth. Have you done both ways? And do you like one way more than the other? I like it directly in the mouth, but a lot of some of the rescue ones, if we can't even get near, sometimes getting in the food. I, I personally, once they, they know what it is, I, some horses, whatever reason, I think, because they're just more plant driven are going for it. Yeah. Some are so mistrusting of everything that you're, sounds bad, but you're just happy that they're in a stall and they're not running around in a crowd and you're just trying to be around them and desensitize them. So anything that we can get into them is helpful. Cool. Because I've, I noticed that they are definitely, I remember that the first time that I gave it to a bunny Mm -hmm. and I thought it's a plant, maybe he he'll like it and literally smelled it and then started licking it out of the bottle. I'm like, yes. And I found with horses is, you know, putting it on my hand and letting them smell or the owner putting it on their hand and letting them smell it first. And then they, them licking it off. And then after that, it being a lot easier for them. Is that how you would introduce it to them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of interesting in the fall here in Lancaster area, we, we have so many more hemp farmers. And so when they go and they harvest, it it smells rather nice here in Lancaster. There, you know, definitely you'll see some of the, the, the Amish plow horses will be out there in the field. And I, I just wonder, you know, if, if they edge towards that and want, want to try to eat some and I have to start talking to some of the farmers. Yeah. Heck yeah. Matter of fact, let's talk about, I got to go to a break because I, I mean, I've looked at how much more nutritious, even just hemp seed oil is for horses versus like flaxseed or, or some of the other more popular feeds that they get. So let's talk about that when we come back. Absolutely. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Ellie. 
Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with Dr. Sarah Urban, and we're talking about horses and how they can benefit from CBD a lot like our dogs can. Um, but it's funny how, you know, their problems may be a little bit uh, more major because they're such big animals and they need so much care. And, you know, you got to think about those things. But Hemp seed oil, I just want to talk about for a minute because hemp seed oil is so wonderful for horses also. So, um, and our tinctures, our horse tinctures, of course, we add hemp seed oil in, into all of them because I'm such a big fan, but, you know, it's even better than, than flaxseed, which isn't flaxseed a really popular feed for horses? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, we see flaxseed in everything. A lot of the major supplement companies, their base is going to be flaxseed. Um, I can't think there, there is a team of sisters. They just came out with a hemp line of food. So their base is going to be hemp. And then they're doing a lot more supplements because they're finding the horse are responding better. Um, so they're starting to a little bit of, uh, some of the different racetracks and the trainers are picking their food up and they're, they're doing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to figure out, my friend just sent me and said, Hey, you got to connect with these, these gals. I think they're sisters, nutritionists. And oh, just- I would love, I'd love to have them on the show also. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it makes so much sense because, you know, they, um, they eat plants, you know, mm-hmm. they eat hay. So it, to me, it makes a lot more sense. Um, what were your, um, experiences with giving it to them orally versus feeding it to them? Like how long did it take and what was the situation? Was it arthritis or anxiety and and did it, did you, were you able to see how long it took? I usually within, you know, some of the arthritic kiddos that I worked on, they don't move that, that well, but I would give it orally. They did pretty well. And I would say probably by that evening, I could notice they're moving around more. We would go out and you know, where, where's Gus? Oh, he's all the way down the hill. And then it was always one of these things. Oh, geez, he's got to come up the hill. And, and he was able to hobble. I'm pretty much he had arthritis in every single leg, but he would hobble back up to the hill with the other kiddos. And, um, Orally, it, it took a little while and it's hit or miss because horses are sloppy, sometimes sloppy eaters. You know, they they can be like people. They can separate their food out. They'll eat everything or they'll like thrash their food out of the bowl. So it varied. Um, but at least if I was trying to get it in for behavioral purposes, at least the calming effect, just, you know, them being able to relax and, and take a breath and a breather in, in their stall was helpful. I love it. I, um, you know, there's nothing worse than like at our boarding facility where there's a big dog or even a little, any type of dog staying there in a kennel and is anxious as heck and giving them CBD so that they can just relax. I mean, I can't even imagine 
you know, what horses go through. Um, I forget what I was going to say of something you just mentioned. Um, don't remember, totally <laughs> gone. Um, I think that it's, it's something that horses need so much. I think that um, putting it in their food is great, but as you know, it's not as effective. Um, and there's, it's not cost effective either. So getting it in their mouth is the best way, but the, well, that's one of the reasons that we have it in a bottle, because I figured if they've got a favorite treat or you've got something that they will eat, that's the easiest way to get it on there and then have them eat it. Very rare. Have I had someone not eat a treat because it was on it. It doesn't smell bad. It smells like cannabis, you yeah, know, yeah, smells yeah. like a uh, hemp seed oil, you know, it just smells like an oil. So it's not like the horse is going to freak out. Mm -mm. Um, and we also didn't add on our tinctures, any artificial flavors, which I know are big on horses, but, um, yeah, I just didn't want to put anything artificial in there. That's going to mess up the medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you think, have you had any opportunities to use it with lameness? I have, you know, if it's, as long as it's not a major, big mechanical issue, um, something like in the hoof, like if you have a full blown abscess, that's kind of like almost having a, a corn on your foot. Like it's going right. to be a constant, um, but just some basic general lameness where I have inflammation, it has been helpful. Um, and just using it in conjunction because we, we have to worry about long-term use of butte and banamine, you know, they, they can cause um, ulceration in the stomach. We can see rupture of some of the colon. So the, um, what is that drugs? Uh yeah. Yeah. Like butte and banamine. So these are NSAIDs that we use in horses and yeah, long-term so, uses of NSAIDs for anybody is anybody bad. is bad. And, and most horses, if they're in the performance arena, I I've seen upwards like 80, 90% of them have stomach ulcers to begin with. And now if they're getting occasional NSAIDs, you are just throwing more kerosene on that fire. You're the, you're the second person who said this to me. So I've, um, Julianne Lee, told mm -hmm. me that same thing. I think she said 90% yeah, of have stomach ulcers. Yep. And she told me this after I saved my first donkey with my dog tincture. Mm -hmm. um, my neighbor's donkey um, was at, had colic and was about to be put down by the vet. And he happened to call me up, call the crazy cannabis animal lady next door and I, we ran over there and we put the heel tincture, three dropper fulls on his gums, hopped up, I'd say about an hour later, had a bowel movement and still running around next door to this day. So of course I, you know, followed up with um, everybody, every horse person I knew. And I remember that's when Julie, Julie told me that is that she said that most of the time it's stomach ulcers. So mm -hmm. what the heck is giving these, uh, which of course CBD is going to be great. A full spectrum hemp extract is going to be great yeah. for that. But why are these horses all getting it? Is this stress induced? Yeah. I feel so, like they're so stressed out. Yeah. I, think, I think I relate with them because they're so stressed out and CBD is going to help them. Oh, I yeah. mean, their heart rates go up so quickly, their cortisol levels. When this happens to a young horse over and over and over again, it takes effect on their health. Yeah. And then, and then you wonder why all these horses have Cushing's and stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a combo. So the stress is going to drive that. And then you're also on top of like upper cervical, you know, subluxations. So 
you know, your vagus nerve is huge. Your cranial nerve vagus helps run, you know, basically helping you secrete bicarb and protective slime layer in your stomach. So if you have a subluxation, you're not going to have that signal to be, Hey, rest, rest and digest. I need to digest my food. Got it. So here we go. Horses are stalled more. They're not out grazing. They're not out running around. They're going to get subluxations. They're eating at a hay rack. They're eating out of a high food thing. That's not where their necks naturally are. They should be able to go down and like bring their head in between their legs, bring it back up. They can't do that. So between the stress of everything and then you get that subluxation, now we're going to dump a bunch of meds on. It's the perfect storm. So would you say it's a lot like how it is in dog health where it just is a medication is prescribed, which causes this Mm -hmm. side effect. And then it just keeps going and going and going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something I think when you're more of an integrative practitioner, it's sort of like pounding your head in sand. I I feel every day because I, I know I can help this animal by changing diet, adding CBD on board changing, you know, how the, you know, owners are, are handling them. Just there's simple things. It doesn't have to become super expensive. Right. Just, and being know. proactive and preventative yeah. is what prevents it from being mm-hmm. that way. And real food and real plant, whole plant medicine are natural things that are only going to help and not harm them at all. Yep. Um, I, I want to talk, we're going to have to go to on a break, but I want to talk about um, topicals and skin issues. Um, because I know any animal that's out there outside most of the time is going to, you know, fall victim to the sun and bug bites and everything else. So we're of course making our horse salves, um, because we've already tried it and gotten rid of some melanoma, which is so pop. I can't believe how popular it is on these white and gray horses. So we'll talk about that. Um, when we come back right after this. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back. It's a dog's life. I'm here with Dr. Sarah Urban, and we're talking about horses. And now we're talking about horses' skin. Um, how does like a horse skin compare to like a dog's skin? So, uh, horse skin. If you've ever seen a horse up close and you're not super familiar, they they kind of have this neat adaptation that they can actually move their skin or wiggle right. it. Yeah. Um, That's very cool. 
Yeah. Like to get the flies off and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So um, it's a little different looking, but they can move basically, you know, the, the skin up over their top line on their, their side. Um, it's a little bit thicker and, and, you know, rightly so they're going to be coming in contact with the weather insects, you know, impaling themselves on, you know, picker bushes, you know, what, um, and even certain horses, depending on where they're from in the country, you know, they might have a more of a sensitivity to things here in the U S like for going off on tangent real quick, Icelandic horses, you know, a lot of them are being brought here to the United States. Their skin isn't used to gnats. So a lot of these guys have hypersensitivities, Wow! but, um, yeah, we see, we see a lot of skin conditions in, in horses, particularly what you were saying, the gray and the white ones. Right. And, um, have you been able to use CBD on any topically on any of the issues? I, I have, I was treating a POA pony, um, who she had a long, basically a, a long period of dealing with squamous cell carcinomas, um, which are really common in, very common, yeah, especially Florida. And, and oddly enough, this horse lived in Florida for a while, was able to get some help from the Chi Institute. And then she had moved up here, but um, started right around her eye and her conjunctiva. And so there will be like a little growth of tissue was taken off, but it got to the point now she was in her mid twenties and they just were popping up all over. Mom wasn't looking to, you know, heroics to treat everything, but keeping her comfortable in her face. That was the big thing. Um, so we started using topical and that just soothed everything. It got the inflammation down, shrunk it down. I was using some Chinese herbals too, because it was, unfortunately was in her sinuses as well. Um, and basically this all, everything like slothed off around the face and I shrunk down. And then with the, what was a a horse owner? Like definitely I was getting the text messages. Like, is this okay? (laughs) Is the eye like, which is what people need to understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's not pretty when these things die and come off. So, you know, it's, it is not better. It may be better because you don't have to see it, but it's not better to just go get it cut off. You're not getting rid of it. Yeah. when it dies, it's going away and it's ugly. So be strong. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, those text messages make me laugh. Yeah. It, she was blowing chunk. It sounds disgusting, but she Mm -hmm. was literally blowing chunk of tissue out of her nose because herbs internally, Mm -hmm. um, at the time we were just using stuff really topically, but it was just eating away at the mass and so much she was upset. And the, the, more attending that scoped the horse again. And they're like, no, the mass isn't in here. It was just all coming out of her nose. She was a happy camper eating, drinking, yeah. running around. That's what I always say. I'm like, they're not yep. feeling any pain. It's not hurting them. That is the tumor dying and leaving the body. Yep. Oh, it's awesome. I, I only get to see pictures of tumors and people, you know, showing me the pictures and I'm amazed. I can't yep. imagine getting to witness something like that. Were you amazed or were you like, oh, yeah, oh. I'm always amazed. And then I'm like, yeah, that's what it does. Yeah. 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 It, and a lot of times it's those cases that I, I kick myself. I'm like, I should have took more photos. Oh, it's never always, <laughs> always. should have taken more pictures, should have taken more videos, yep. should have shown it. And then when you do now, you're like, I need as many people as this, you know, possible. And then of course you go to share it on Facebook and they, they put the little, this is graphic. Yeah. Image or whatever yeah. on there. Yeah. 
but it is uh, remarkable. Have you had any other great successes like that using them? Um... Definitely like some of the, the smaller little mass type things popping up where we're not sure what it is. The horse might be older. We just don't want to biopsy it and just having them apply it. I, <laughs> I have found that it will hone in other horses in the herd and they'll start licking at it. Which so is fine because it's all natural. Fine. I've I've had that, and then so the owners are like, wasn't on on that area, and you know, so I said, well, you might just have to somehow cover that area, maybe you know, if it's on the shoulder, put we call them slinky. Yeah. Don't they love they love peppermint, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So our remedy salve has the peppermint in it, so mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good idea to cover it up to keep others from licking it off. But I use it on insect bites, little cuts, just you know, things, granulation tissue, I've used it on burns. Um, you know, it, horses are ru really rough on each other out in the field, you know, oh, I know like, the bites and the fighting and the, yeah. it's crazy. So that's yeah. why I love a topical that you can literally clean out the wound, slap this on. And by the next day, it's, it's halfway done healing itself. I love, mm -hmm. I love that. And now you said that you've also tried, um, been using it on goats. Yep. What kind of successes yeah, have you had? So I had, um, I had a little goat that was living, it was actually, um, belonged to the, the POA family, the Pony of America's family. And they had this little goat that was in a pen and it had had tetanus at one point in its life. So a lot of times when goats get tetanus, you know, if they're treated, pretty much all their joints are just destroyed. Right. So it walked around like the Tin Man, very stiff. And um, so we gave it and the owner the next morning came out and the little goat was on top of the doghouse like Snoopy. <laughs> and she, uh, once again, I get a text message. Um, the goat is on top of the doghouse. Is it? And, and of course, the question is: Is my goat high? And I'm like, no, the goat just feels better. It feels good. High yeah. on life. Yep. Yep. That's what yep. happens when you take away their pain. They get very happy and feel good and do the things that they want to do yep. or that they're supposed to do or that they used to do when they were younger because they're not feeling the pain anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So we are at the end of our time again. So that just means you have to come on over a third time. Hey, <laughs> and we'll just talk. We'll just talk goats the whole time. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, how tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Are you now you're doing telehealth? Are they able if someone's got a hey, horse and they want to talk to you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do do telehealth. Um, I have, uh, my website is called, uh, enabled integrative veterinarian services. Awesome. So I I'm on, I have my website. I'm also on Facebook, so you can contact me all my contact information's through there. Um, so I'm, I'm practicing in the Pennsylvania area. I do plan on, uh, spreading my wings and, and starting to travel the country for, for treatment. Awesome. So. And Florida is going to be the first place you come. Sure. Sure. You spend your, your winters here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we're, and we want to grow hemp with the Amish farmers up there. So then we'll go there for the summer. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Up, All right. Sarah, so nice seeing you again. Thank you yeah. for spending the time and sharing everything you know about hemp and horses. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Have a good afternoon. Bye.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.